we preview the Purdue game, talk CFP Week 2, and that team up north still really, really sucks. All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation? Welcome to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. This is episode 33, and we are doing our Purdue pregame and talking a little CFP today. And sitting in for Davis today, we have uh, Chaz Williamson, who I mentioned before is a tremendous asshole, but is also um, one heck of a football mind. So welcome back to the show, Chaz. Thanks for having me, dude. And that's the asshole to you, pimp. (laughs) yeah exactly the asshole um so listen man um i know we want to talk a little cfp you and i've been talking all week long about it and and kind of how crazy it is and our opinion on it but before we do that man this week i think is a huge game for us man we play number 19 purdue six and three overall four and two in the big 10 and tied for first in the west with what three or four other teams it, it 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 could be a dog fight, man. How how do you see this game, man? What's what's your prognosis here? I'm like fifty fifty. Like a part of me feels like we're gonna come out and just just start swinging on them. You know, our talent alone is just gonna beat them. And then a part of me is like, oh, dude, you know, their their strengths, you know, can hold us at certain spots. And I, right now, the way I'm feeling, I told you, I've been waiting on this ever since they beat us in 2018. Which, like I said, I'm not trying to live on the past, but you know how I am. If somebody beats me the next time, I'm going to try to get you. So right now I'm feeling that I'm feeling pretty confident in the Buckeyes, but still the run game's got to get got to get going to win this game. I mean, we need Henderson and the offensive line to do their thing. And even if that's getting Master Teague in there or Mayan Williams, you know, to rotate a little bit or certain situations or giving him a break, we got to get it going, dude. We need the offensive line to build some confidence. This could be the start of, you know, them being so confident moving on to Michigan State and Michigan. That's how I feel right now. How do you feel? I'll be honest, man. Yeah, like kind of – so when the spread came out at 21, um, that kind of shook me a little bit because – Dude, I think Purdue is a much better team than people are giving them credit for. I mean, we all know that they've knocked off Iowa. They've knocked off Michigan State. Um, They have a really good receiver in David Bell, um, who's got 64 receptions and 1,003 yards and five touchdowns on the year. More like a Chris Olave type, but a bigger body. Dude, I really, my biggest thing is, you know, in in this game, do do we have what it takes to control that? Can we stop that? Can we we cover the seams? Um, You know, can we play mistake-free football? And, of course, like you just talked about, man, we have to, have to, have to establish a run game. And I think that's been an Achilles heel of this team. Um, but, man, when I saw that spread at 21, I just, man, it it, it just didn't feel right. I mean, w- would you take that? Would you take the spread at 21? Well, you know me, dude. I love to gamble. I mean, I love to gamble. I, if, if we were in Vegas right now, I would take the 21 points. I would. I, I mean – Purdue, you're right, is is a team right now. That, dude, they're riding so high. And and I know you said we we're going to talk about CFP later, but they got the two best wins, you know, in, in college football right now. They do. There ain't no, yeah, they really do, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's no arguing about that. But I would take the points. I'd take 21. I don't know what the hell 
Vegas is seeing. Matt, I'm with you, dude, with with the uh, Purdue offense. I, I This is what I see when it comes to our defense against their pass, their pass offense. I know David Bell is a really, really good receiver. They don't have really much of a run game. And when me and you were talking, I really can see our defensive line when they pass the ball dominating their offensive line. I think we can get some great pressure just coming with four. Uh, maybe mixing it up a little bit, you know, here with the blitz or defensive line stunts with the with a backer coming in. I, you know, I think we can just get get to him with four. I really do. The guy that on offense for Purdue that's starting to, well, not starting, but who I could see having a breakout is Jackson uh, Anthrum. That dude is always in motion, man. They they give hit they give him the ball to run or as a running back. Sometimes they'll swing it to him. He runs a little shallow route. He'll come out for three yards, you know, catch it and try to turn up. Um, I expect, I expect Purdue to come come playing this Saturday, and I expect a couple trick plays with uh, Jackson Anthrum. That's that's what I expect. Yeah, I kind of agree, man. Um, he's been on my radar as well as, um, dude. I've been looking at the the tight end Payne Durham. Um, Thirty six receptions, three hundred fifty six yards, and four touchdowns on the year. Averaging 10 yards of reception, pretty much. Um, and I think uh, where Purdue's going to hurt us, man, I'm just really hoping that we have really good – I think we're going to play zone, like you and I talked about, play a lot of zone defense and try to keep everything in front. Since literally, dude, they have no running game. Like, literally, like 3.8 yards a carry and two touchdowns on the ground this year, and that's it. So I really don't think that's going to be a problem. So I think we're going to be more concentrated on keeping everything uh, contained – and stuff like that. But um, Payne Durham kind of impressed me a little bit, man. I, I, I like him as a tight end, like I said, four touchdowns right behind David Bell this year. Um, so that lets me know when we get in the red zone, you know, kind of something we can be looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I, I think Purdue's going to attack us, like you said, in the middle of the field. You know, I, I, I do expect them to attack us a little bit in the middle of the field. And then, like I said, I I do expect some sw- some swings from them passes. I expect like pick routes a little bit, you know, from trips to the field. I expect a little bit of that because I I don't see us coming man to man. I think I think we would be insane to to play man to man on them because I'm not. I just want people to understand. I'm not saying that we can't play man to man. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying since Ohio State's been playing this year, I think Purdue has the most depth at receiver that they've seen all year. That's just my opinion. That's what I think, you know, because the two that we said, Bell and Anthem, they they actually have another dude named Wright that's pretty good. So, yeah, Milton Wright. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think he's got three TDs or so in the year as well. Yeah. Um, I, I Dude, I kind of look for – dude, to me the biggest thing is I think this is a defense we haven't seen yet offensively. Um, I really think that they're going to really, you know, give us a little bit of a test, man. Um, they've got, um, oh, God, what's his name, man, linebacker? Uh, Alexander. Uh, Alexander, he's got like 64 tackles. They've got uh, Marvin Grant, the safety, and Cam Allen, safety. Uh, and he also has four picks on the year. I just think, man, you know, to me, here's the deal. Do we establish the run game? Can we establish a run game well enough to make a dent? And what I'm talking about that, like, honestly, is probably 100 yards rushing. 
Um, and and can we use several backs to do that? Because I think that's been kind of the problem too. We've been kind of a one man show with Travion Henderson, and I think you and I can both agree that there's been times that have dictated the other backs being used, Mind Williams and Master Teague, you know, in short yardage uh, situations. But you know, I I, I kind of look for them to give us a little bit of a test on defense. I think this will be a good a good thing for C.J. Stroud, man. You know, can he pass in in this kind of uh, you know defense? What do you think? I don't know, man. I okay. I know this is going to sound a lot like Jim Trussell playing it close, close to the vest here, but I say we limit our deep shots against them because to me they're a zone team. They they try to keep everything in front of them, you know. Just they'll give you what they want to give, and that's about it. They they to me they don't make a lot of mistakes in the back end. Um, but the one dude you didn't get to mention, which me and uh, my brother have been watching, is Greg Karloffis, the defensive end number five. That dude's really good. Now I know he doesn't have the sack production. You know I know he's not the leader in sacks or anything like that. But he's a very dominant football player. He's very, very good. I'm interested to see the the one-on-one matchups when it comes to Dewan Jones, if it's if he's on that side. I'm actually looking forward to Nicholas uh, – I can never say his name, but I always call him George St. Pierre because that's his last name, Pierre, Pierre, whatever. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> you know, I'm looking up for those matchups, dude. You know, one-on-one pass blocking. But I say on offense, dude, we come out and we do a lot of sit-down routes. You know, Ruckard, Smith, and Jigbo, which uh, I expect him to have another breakout game like he did against Nebraska. I actually look for him to be to have the most receptions, maybe not yards, but the most receptions in the game. So I'm looking for a lot of sit-down routes, little maybe five-yarders, five-yard outs, maybe a little bit of crosses with, with hopefully Alave. I hope, I hope he starts getting the ball a little bit more, man. You know, like, yeah. like when we, me and you talked like real quick, sorry, uh, Alave is like we said is like Devin Smith anymore, dude. He's a he's a home run threat, and and I like that. Don't get me wrong, but dude, I kind of miss him, you know, coming back, double move, and a catch tiptoe out of bounds. Man, I, I miss that stuff. That's what I want to see, dude. He's so dangerous. He's such a big weapon. I hate for him to spend his last year at Ohio State just sucking up coverage so other guys can get the glory. Like you know what I mean? That that. That to me, that sucks, man. You know what I mean? And I get it, man. Oh, yeah. CJ's a young quarterback. Oh, yeah. He's checking down. He's picking, you know what I mean, Garrett Wilson or and or Smith and Jigba in the slot or even Rucker, you know what I mean, for short yardage and and in the middle of the field. But man, dude, I want Chris Olave to get his due, man. Send him out with a bang, dude. He's a true buckeye, and I want him to get his glory on the way out. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you, dude. One hundred percent. And I'm excited, dude. I hope Garrett Wilson, well, everything that I'm reading and watching on interviews and stuff with Ryan Day, uh, Garrett Wilson should be back. So I'm I'm actually excited to see Garrett Wilson come back, you know, which I'm not trying to take away from Alave, but, you know, me and you, when we watched the game together, dude, I, I personally felt that that kind of that kind of hurt Ohio State. You know, that's another dominant guy off the field, you know, in the receiving game and in the. And in the run game, like, cause me, what me and you said, I mean, you got two dominant guys like Alave and Smith and Jigba, which, you know, thank God he had a, the game that he had, but you know, Wilson's on the bench, you know, you, you don't have to really worry about the, a third guy, you know, 
But, I mean, to me, Fleming caught that ball for a first down. I know, I'm sorry, I'm still on that Nebraska game, but, you know, it kind of pisses me off a little bit. <clears throat> Dude, I understand that, man. I like, and, and I'm the same way, man. I just, I'm kind of wanting to see, like, it seems like every week with this team, we seem to be seeing people step up and take responsibility and take on roles um, in order to get the job done. Now, it hasn't been pretty. It definitely hasn't. No. Like, but I feel like we're at least like leaders are stepping up and being leaders. And I feel like that's 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 a good sign going forward. Um, what I wanted to mention to you was that so uh, Purdue's defense is <clears throat> giving up about 329 yards a game. OK, that's total offense. Yeah, they're actually doing really well. 144 rushing, 185 passing. That's pretty balanced. Um, do you think that we beat that through the air? And do you think we beat that on the ground? <sighs> Man, I take a deep breath on that because, dude, I, I okay, game plan wise, the reason why I hesitate is this has got to be an old school. This has got to be an old school fight with Purdue. I feel like it, it's got to be a ground attack game with them. Keep that offense off the field you know and i know i know the the new thing now in college football is to speed it up and run them out i understand that i want to see ohio state slow it down a little bit if you want to come out and you you hit the first punch and you score and you want to go a little bit fast to maybe go up two scores i'm okay with that but start slowing it down i don't know dude i i told you i i don't see us throwing over 300 yards against purdue I don't see that. I'm afraid that they're going to force to th- for I I'm afraid that they're going to make him throw the ball more. You know, I would like to see us have over 250 yards on the ground as a team, not Henderson as a team. I think that would be that would be great to see. You know, and dude, that's the little, most important that's the most yeah. important word right there as a team because we need to be you and I talked about this earlier, man. I really feel like we need to be more of a running back by committee esque than we have been and put guys in certain situations. Um, I really think that with Purdue's defense that we can, we can kind of set the edge. I really think we can do some stuff outside and leave some of the inside stuff, man, for the bigger guys. And, and let's, let's, let's mix things up a little bit, man. Let's get some guys yeah. in there. I, it doesn't have to be Travion Henderson or bust. Like we have a team for a reason and these other guys could start damn near anywhere in the country. So let's get them in the game, dude. And let's mix it up. Yeah, and I don't mean to, like, I'm like you. I've always said that. Like, I don't mean to, like, tip my hand if I substitute it back. Like, Teague is obviously your, you know, you're in, in between the box, you know, running back. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Dude, Is he's very useful, you know. I mean, the dude falls forward and he gets three yards. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm like you. I want to see, I would like to see Henderson get the ball on the outside. I'd like to see him just, just a couple times. If it don't work, okay, then don't go to it have a couple swing passes. You know, if they they if they drop back in zone and nobody's out there and he and he could turn it up for about 4 to 5 yards, you know what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Now you're padding CJ stats which he may maybe hit 300 yards passing that day, I don't know, but you know, that's that's manageable down in distance right there. I would like to see Mayan Williams be able to do a couple in between the runs, in in between the tackle runs. I'd like to see that. I'd like to hit, see him hit the outside and tell you the truth. I've always said that. I mean, I've been saying that ever since the Clemson game when he made that one dude miss. I'd like to see that. And then Teague, yeah, I, you got to keep him just running downhill, and that's it. 
I would like to see that Saturday. That That is one thing that I would love to see. It's just all three running backs getting a turn, all three running backs getting some confidence, the O-line just feeling like, okay, dude, we can move anybody we want. You know, we can we can dominate Michigan State and then go to Ann Arbor and beat, you know, beat the shit out of them. That'd be really nice to have them yeah. all be confident. Okay. Uh, well, do this for me then. Give me your keys to the game to win. Okay. And then afterwards, give me a score prediction. Okay. If I had, if I'm an analyst, like, okay, three keys to the game run the ball. That's, to me, that's number one. You got to run the ball against Purdue. You run in the ball, you keep, the, you know, keep your offense off the t- field. You're taking opportunities away from their offense. That's number one. You got to run the ball. I would say number two, you got to score in red zone against them dudes because for some odd reason, I, I don't know how, but what what do they give up? Like 18, 19 points a game, Purdue? Don't they average that? 24.8. 24.8, okay. That's still, say, that's it's pretty, still that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. You, we got to score touchdowns in the red zone, man. If we get four opportunities in the red zone, we have got the score touchdowns three out of four. We cannot go 50-50 to me. We can't go one touchdown and three field goals. We have got to score touchdowns at least three out of four. Like maybe, and I say that, like just the first drive, maybe we try something or they stuff us. Okay, whatever, we get a field goal. And I would say the third, the third key to the game is I would say coverage. We have on the, on the defensive side of the ball now. We have got to cover their receivers. We cannot mix, you know, mix up who's covering who if it's man to man. We can't have a breakdown in coverage where it's is you know mess up zone. We cannot do that. We have got to play disciplined football on the back end of the defensive side of the ball. That's just my opinion. Those would be my three keys to the game. I mean, I know everybody would say the obvious is like, don't, you know, don't turn it over and all that crap. But, you know, I'm just saying if we don't turn the ball over, those would be my three keys to the game. Now, before I give a score prediction, what would be your three keys? Dude, I think, um, I don't know if I have, it's hard to number them like you did. You numbered them right down like one, two, three. I got like freaking 12. I do. But for me, dude, the keys (laughs) to the game. <clears throat> contain the pass, okay? I want to limit big plays um, in the seam, you know, namely David Bell. Let's try to take him out of the game. Stupid mistakes and penalties. Dude, it's killed us week after week here recently. I kind of want to break that trend this week. Like you said, we must establish a run game. By establishing the run game, I mean using all backs situationally in the places they must be used in. For me, CJ has got to play smart with his arm and his feet. Let me emphasize, and his feet. Because I think that's going to play a factor, man. Dude, we're at a point in the season now. You know, what you and I talked about this, man. We have only ranked teams left. Every team we have left is in the top 20 in the regular season, okay? And this is a perfect time for us to, to develop and to see what we're really made of. And you know what? See if CJ Stroud is really a leader. Because I'm telling you right now, an inch is a mile, dude. You need every inch. And if CJ can get an extra inch with his feet, he better freaking get it. That's all I got to say. And to your point, we got to convert on third and short, and we got to score in the red zone. And I'm talking about scoring touchdowns, not scoring field goals. 
Our field goal kicker cannot be the MVP of every game if we want to win the Big Ten and contend for national title. Like, we've got to score touchdowns. So, with that being said, I'll give mine first since I went this way. I see this game being a dogfight, dude. I do. I think Purdue's a good team. Um, they proved it time and time again. Um, I see this game 38-27 Buckeyes. Ooh, 11-point win? 11-point win. I like it. I like it, dude. Well, you asked me all week, man, because, I, I mean, it's like religion when it comes to Monday at work. Like, we're instantly, like, at each other. Like, dude, you know, what do you think of next week? No, you know, what do you think of next week is score? And I always say, like, I got, you know, I got to take time. I think of a score, but I got to think about it. I got to think about it. I got to think about it. Like I said, this is where, like, I was telling you, I don't mean to take long, but one day I'm feeling like a, you know, 18-point win, and then there's one day where I'm like, no, nah, dude, this is going to be a one-possession game. This is going to be a three, you know, a three-point game or a seven-point game. I don't know and, why, but I see yeah. you, like, I see you, like, in a room without your <laughs> wife and kid, like, with your legs crossed Indian style with some candles burning, like, meditating. Dude, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like I sit in a dark room. It's like I sit in a dark room with the game on thinking like with a blackboard and chalk and just constantly writing stuff of scenarios like, OK, <laughs> we can do this. We can do that. No, we got to do this. We got to do this. It's like the angel <laughs> and the devil on the shoulders like, you know, but what if this happens? Oh, no, but we can do this. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's always <laughs> running through my head. If I had to give a score proje- projection right now, I would say my final score of the game Saturday I'm going to go 34-24, 10-point game. That's what okay. I'm going. That's what so, I'm going. So we're pretty similar. Even yeah. Though, it, you know, score slightly off. We're pretty similar. We we still, both of us obviously don't agree that a 21-point spread is yeah. accurate. No, dude. Like I said, I, if, if me and you were in Vegas right now, like if me and you were in Vegas right now, I would say, hey, man, would you like to, would you like to go to down to, you know, this hotel real quick and uh put some money down on the score like i would dude i i, I would i would take the 21 points that's yeah just, i would too man. that's just me dude <clears throat> well listen so we got that out of the way now let's move to the topic everybody wants to talk about man and that is the cfp part of the reason that davidson on the podcast today is because he's dealing with his new uh, baby and the other reason is that um, I'm working different hours this week, which happens to be the same hours as Chaz. So, like, you know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, we're experiencing at the same time. And one of the things that happened was the CFP rankings came out on Tuesday night, which was late, by the way, and BS that it got pushed back by a basketball game. But, hey, it is what it is, man. You know, for me, basketball season doesn't start until football season ends. That's just me personally. But, Amen, you know. dude. Amen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. I'm with yeah. you on that, dude. But um, so real quick, I'm going to run through the top 10, okay? And I want you to tell me. And, you know, you and I have a conversation that's going to go on outside the Big Ten as well, or outside the Big Ten, outside the top 10 as well. But for those that don't know or those that haven't been paying attention or living under a rock, okay, the CFP came out, and uh, we looked like number one, Georgia, number two, Bama, number three, Oregon, number four, Ohio State, number five, Cincinnati, Number six, Michigan. Number seven, Michigan State. Number eight, Oklahoma. Number nine, Notre Dame. And rounding out the top ten with Oklahoma State. Now, real quick, I'm going to give you your opening here to go. 
what about this bothers you or are you okay with everything the way it is? Just in the top okay. 10. Yeah, just in the top 10. Like I said, I, I <clears throat> excuse me. I'll try not to take very long, but <laughs> you said but, that last week. Yeah, right I know. Before you hammered us, you're like, <laughs> I won't take that long, but go ahead and take a crap. If you dude, have it's, it, dude, you don't understand, man. Like, you just don't understand. Like, there is so much stuff going into this brain. Like, I may not be the smartest person out there, and I don't really care. Okay. Yeah, I can't read. I don't care. But, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, like a lot of stuff goes in my head, man. Every scenario crosses my mind. Okay. Yeah. I just can't help it. Anyways, yeah, you're like thanks. me, dude. I love playing the possibilities. I yeah. love playing the other well, people like other people on Facebook dude, are no fun, dude. They're like, oh man, all you gotta do is win out and you're in. Who cares? Dude. Let's talk about the possibilities, man. <laughs> dude, you you remember you remember real quick. You remember when you were like, Man, how do you see Cincinnati came in? And I went through every team and you were like yeah. <laughs> you were like, do not say that. Do not say that. Because I just do <laughs> possibilities. That was funny, dude. That was funny. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh my god. Uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by what I thought, what I told you what the way I would have voted. Number one, Georgia, Bama, number two, just because I thought certain reasons I thought they have a better they have a good team. You know, they're still Alabama. To me, their defense is very good. They have good weapons on offense. I'm not gonna go through everyone, but you know, they're very, very good. Number three, I told you what I thought it should have been Cincinnati. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, they, you know, they ain't play nobody. They, they play an American. Yeah, well, they beat the number nine Notre Dame team. Okay. I mean, on the road. Yeah, on the road. And, and this is where I, I told you, I thought what hurt Cincinnati is Indiana was ranked so high at the beginning of the year and they have done nothing but just they they suck dude they suck <laughs> there is no nice way to say it they just suck and I, I think that's what I think that's what hurt Cincinnati to tell you the truth and I know a lot of people are like oh you're you know you're on crack or whatever no I, it's just true that's what I believe you know because that's what I before I keep going, that's why I asked you and Davis one time, what means more? Do you, when you beat a ranked team or at the end of the year that you beat a team, but now they're higher? You know, to me, that, that's, what, that's always been the question. What exactly. means more? And you can see it both ways because you could say, yeah. hey, you could say, hey, like uh, uh, we beat uh, Ohio State at the beginning of the year when they weren't that good, but then they got really good. You know what I mean? Or you could say like, the opposite, pretty much. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying is this: like, do you get to take credit for beating a team when they weren't what they are now? See, and that's where I, I don't I don't know, dude. I, I don't truly, know either. I don't know. I to me, I've told you if you're like, hey, Chaz, you're on the committee. Which one means more? I'm gonna tell you the truth, dude. It means more what they're ranked right then, because two reasons. I know a lot of people disagree on you about the AP poll. I'm right beside you. I I truly believe it, dude. They know what they're doing when they come out with the AP, dude. I mean, it's obvious. They they know what matchups they want to see. They know what they're doing. I mean, and come it's on, still you're, you're, a reference point. Yeah, that's and what I, know, I try to tell everybody. It's not yeah. going to be the same. And as you can see, dude, look at the the uh, AP this week 
versus the CFP. It's completely different. But my it, point is, dude, there is no other reference out there to tell you what a team, what how they feel that the team is good or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's yeah. nothing else. Yeah. It, I'm like you, dude, like especially at the beginning of the season. And I and I'm going to use Clemson as the example. When they lost to Georgia, it was the game of the week. I know it was one score game. And thank you, know, thank you, Georgia defense, you know, for scoring that touchdown to beating them. That's cool. Awesome. But then they didn't drop very far. They only dropped the six. And then what happened? Then they lost again. And they didn't drop very far after that. And then what happened the third time they lost? Then they're out of the top 25 and they haven't seen it since. You know, but at yeah. the time, at the time, you thought they were two. Yeah. So it's it, if I'm a Georgia fan, it ain't my fault. You ranked them two, and that's where like fast forward to the CFP. Like the you're putting teams where you think they should be ranked, and then if I knock them off, that's on you. I didn't put them there. I don't give a damn if they lose three games in a row after this. After I beat them, that's on you. You put them there. I didn't put them there. So to me, it means more when you beat them where they're ranked right now, not where they end up. So I'll put it like this, dude. If you look at it, okay, like you and I had this conversation before. Say you take the uh, the top five: Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Okay, and you wipe the names off of you wipe the names off of them. Just look at the resume without knowing what team they belong to. Dude, Cincinnati has a better win than us. Yeah, they all do. day long on the road. They have a better win on the road. Okay, now Oregon has a better win than them on the road, beating us. But I'm saying, so look look at Alabama. And this is where, dude, it'll always chat my ass about this year, no matter what happens, is that, dude, Alabama's getting a pass. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, dude, I'm with you 100%. I was about to say, I know I went off, but, you know, that's what I always do. Uh, like I said, I, I would have put Cincinnati three. Yeah. So hold and, on and, real quick but, before you but, get there. Alabama, right? Has a loss, mm-hmm. and the only team they've beaten that's ranked is is Ole Miss, and they're ranked number fifteen as of today. Cincinnati has not lost and beat Notre Dame, the number nine team in the country, on the road. So how can you justify that right now? The, you know what I mean? That's where I'm at. Yeah, like no, if, if if the eye test isn't the only solution, which they're telling me it's not. Oh, this matters. This matters. This matters. Which you and I are going to get into for the head to heads and crap like that because we want to talk about that, mm. but. If you look at the resume of someone and it's not the eye test, like saying, oh, well, that's Alabama and we think they're better than Cincinnati. If you look at the resume, you can't tell me Cincinnati belongs at five. You can't. Yeah. No. no oh, dude, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I was about to say the only reason why, like me personally, if I was voting my top 10, the only reason why. And I know I know they do it at a fault. And that's what me and you were talking about all week. Like. I do believe what you said the last time we were on, like, or Davis, I'm sorry, Davis said, if you look at matchups, if you did one through how many, you know, if one played two and one played three and one played four and one played five, played five, you know, how would it end up? You know, who would you take in that matchup? That's that's the only reason why I, I am at fault a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you why I would 
give Bama the pass at number two over Cincinnati. And I'm not saying it that Cincinnati doesn't deserve it. I, I I'm I'm not saying that at all. I don't want people to say like, oh, you know, no, I I I'm not saying Cincinnati doesn't deserve it at all because in my opinion they deserve it. And I know when I say this comment, you know, a lot of people are going to disagree on this, but Cincinnati played Georgia in a bowl game last year. And I don't want to hear that it was a pandemic year or all that. I don't want to hear that. They lost by one possession. And I know, you know, people will say, well, it's not the same Georgia team. I'd love to see that rematch. I would. I, I would pay big money to watch that. I would, I, I tell you what, I would pay $79.99 to watch that like a pay-per-view. I want to see that rematch. Because I bet well, you Luke, the thing, man. I bet you Luke Fickle comes out ready to play. Against Everybody's them. so high on Georgia, and yes, they have a great defense, dude. I'm not trying to take away from them. I'm not going to argue with them that I feel that they're the number one team in the country. But just think about this for a minute. Georgia's 9-0, and okay? Their key wins are Kentucky, Arkansas, and Clemson. Only one is left ranked at all, and they are the last team in the top 25, and that's Arkansas. That's the only win they really have. They yeah, have no but- one else. I know what you say, but like I said, then I'm going to have to say this. Like I said, I still count the Clemson win. I, I do. I know a lot of people don't. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, Clemson may lose again. Yeah, they realistically could. Their team's pretty bad. They are. I mean, their team's really young and hurt. You know, I'm not making an excuse for Clemson. I love it, by the way. I love that they're going downhill. I, th- I think it's funny. I do. I think it's awesome. But I'm just being realistic. They're hurt. They're young. But Georgia, to me, that's a quality win. And I don't care what people say. Oh, they're not in the top 25. They're, they have any – well, they were. They were number two in the AP because the AP poll thought that they, that they would have made the playoff by ranking them number two. Well, then do you think that Cincinnati's win over Indiana was a quality win because they were ranked high when they first played? Uh, Indiana wasn't ranked when they played. I thought you said they were. I thought since then, no, no, they they, the they were they were ranked before the before any game played. Indiana was ranked, yes. Like so, do you consider that a before, quality win? I'd say it. No, I don't because they weren't ranked. They lost to Iowa pretty bad, and I I don't know if they lost after that, but they weren't top twenty five when when Cincinnati and Indiana played. My point is, it's kind of this, man. I feel like the whole, I feel like we've moved away. Like, I feel like the CFP culture has changed since it was first inducted. Like, I feel like when we first started watching the CFP, it was like, okay, who's in the best conference? Who are you playing? (laughs) What's your strength of schedule? Are you a conference champion? Okay. I feel like all that stuff is kind of taking a back seat now to the eye test. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, I had to agree. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I think that, like, when I'm looking at this, there's no way you could rank this thing that way without saying that the eye test is the final, the, the final test. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is let's go down real quick because you and I have talked about this before. Let's, let's go down and talk about Michigan, Michigan State, okay? So – Obviously, we know Michigan State lost last week, okay? And they lost to Purdue, who's now ranked. But but that's a good team. We all know that. But people outside the Big Ten are not going to know Purdue, 
Okay, they don't really know Purdue like we know Purdue. But my point is that Purdue was unranked at the time that they that they beat Michigan State. So they dropped down, but they dropped down behind Michigan, who they've beat head to head. Okay, so you drop behind a person that you beat head to head. So Michigan State's key wins are that they they beat they beat Michigan, obviously. They beat Miami, who's down ranked, but they were 24 when they played them on the road. Okay, Michigan's key wins are Wisconsin. Okay, and they beat them on the road as well. Okay, and they're ranked and, number 18. And, well, hold on before you go. They weren't ranked at the time when they beat Wisconsin, and that's just facts. You mean Michigan wasn't ranked? No, Wisconsin wasn't ranked. Oh, Wisconsin wasn't ranked when, when uh, yeah. Michigan beat them. Yeah, serious. That's okay. just facts, dude. So my point is, dude, if you line these teams up, I don't see an overwhelming def- – like an o- overwhelming – difference okay where i can say okay like the head-to-head should be offset like i really don't see that when i look at these two to me dude michigan state should be in front of michigan do you agree 100 percent, 100 percent, dude so you think the head-to-head actually matters when it comes to a similar team you think the head-to-head should be the tiebreaker yeah and and i know a lot of buckeye fans may not agree with this but I, I do pride myself on being on being a real football fan. I do believe that Oregon should be ahead of Ohio State. I understand. I get it. You know, if you want to do every scenario, Ohio State has had a ranked team win. Oregon doesn't. Like at the time, Penn State was ranked in the AP. They were twenty something, twenty or twenty two, something like that. And Oregon hasn't, other than Ohio, they beat Ohio State, you know, yeah. After that, they they don't have a ranked win. But I do believe in head-to-head. I do. I truly do. Like Wisconsin, if you do Wisconsin and Purdue, I believe Wisconsin should be ahead of Purdue. And that's tough for me because Purdue has the two best wins of the year. I mean, that's crazy, dude. Like, think about that. They knocked off the number two and number three team at the time. You know, but here's the nuts. point, and you and I talked about this. Okay, this is the beef that I have with the CFP. Okay, if you're going to make it a eye test situation and that's all you're going off of, then fine. Come out and say that. But mm-hmm. say what you value because we are honoring the head-to-head in certain situations, a.k.a. Oregon and Ohio State, and we are not in other situations, a.k.a. Michigan and Michigan State. So what is the criteria? And I heard the CFP guy come out and say, oh, well, the reason we does is because we feel like uh, Michigan's a more complete team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're telling me that Ohio State's not a, a more complete team than Oregon? Because I guarantee you right now, you put that up on a vote on Facebook, who would win Ohio State and Oregon head-to-head right now? Even though we had a bad game last week, I guarantee you that we're, we're going to get the majority of the votes on that. I guarantee yeah. it. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, dude. I agree with that statement. Like I said, so, it, it, so what my point is, how can you say, okay, so another team I want to talk about real quick um, is Notre Dame. Notre Dame's 8-1, and one, right? Have they looked good this season? No. Okay. But their loss is to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, yes, they lost at home. I get that. Um, 24-13. But, dude, they beat Purdue. 
and they beat Wisconsin. As a matter of fact, they killed Wisconsin on the road. Bad. Dude, yeah, me and – sorry, I know this is a side note. Me and my uncle were talking about that game, dude, when it was on. Like, we were texting while that game was on. We couldn't believe it. We thought Wisconsin would come out and, you know, actually do something against them. That was surprising. Sorry. I know that's exactly. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's not random. So here's the deal, dude. So if you compare them, though, if you take Notre Dame and compare them to the resumes of Michigan and Michigan State at this point, honestly, Notre Dame looks better. They have a better loss and they have better wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So why are they sitting back? That's my point. Why is Oklahoma 9-0? Like, I get it, dude. They haven't looked that great. I get it. Like, I get it. But, dude... Do you mean to tell me – let me ask you this question because I've been, I've been kind of thinking this myself, okay? So if Oklahoma's 9-0 right now, okay, we know they play Baylor, which a lot of people are calling for the ep- upset this week. Um, I've heard dang near everybody say that. But uh, So they play Baylor. Then they got Iowa State, who's a, still a 6-3 and three team, even though they're a bunch of trash and everyone that roots for them is also. Um, <laughs> and then after that, they got Oklahoma State. Who's ranked number ten and eight and one? And Oklahoma State has an interesting resume as well. But my point is this, man: if Oklahoma wins out, if Oklahoma wins out, dude, where do you think the committee is going to perceive them going forward? Ah, uh, man! By you asking me that, like I said, now I got to go through every team. Yeah, I got to go through every <laughs> team. <laughs> okay, Buckeyes win out the season. Okay, so they obviously go to seven after they beat Michigan State. We. Th- thump michigan at their place they obviously go to six my concern is what if oregon don't lose now i know everybody like kurt herb streak and everybody else is like oh it's gonna play itself out don't worry if bama loses against georgia they won't make it the 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 cfp you know the playoffs or whatever bull crap that's a that's a load of crap and we all know it because I'm like you. I'm I'm standing right behind you saying it. You're going to put a two-loss Alabama over Cincinnati. There ain't no doubt about it. Like you can't you cannot sit here and tell me that you're not going to drop that you're going to drop Alabama from 2 to 2 to 5. You uh, know, I can there ain't 100% no way. especially if uh, there ain't no way. if Bama it, loses a close game and then blows everybody out the rest of the year and because looks I'm, good. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something, and I, I and I understand or say something, and I understand that a lot of people want to trash the ACC, and I'm with them. I'm right behind them. I, I trash the ACC too. I wish Miami was good. I wish Miami was back in the 2000s. I really do. I miss that Miami's not that good anymore. I kind of like that Clemson made it from nowhere to somewhere. I I like it. I I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not mad that they suck right now. But I like that they that they were good at a time, you know that they made somewhat of a good program. But Wake Forest loses to a five and four North Carolina game, and me and you kept talking about it. I thought Wake Forest was going to win. What they drop three spots, but yeah. then you drop then you drop Michigan State four spots because they lost to an unranked team. But they're six and three, and they got the two best wins of the season. Come on, dude, that don't make sense to me. To None me, that makes sense. no, it don't make sense. And then, I, which my personal favorite is, Penn State is six and three. Their bad loss is to a four and six Illinois team in nine overtimes. I know that looks bad. I understand that. I I can understand where people or the committee says something about that. But they also beat Auburn. They also beat 
Wisconsin, and they're not in the top 25? No. How How is that? I agree. How is that? This is what I think, dude. The, the, and uh, you know what, dude? I may be wrong. I don't care. I may be talking out of both cheeks here, okay? But here's my theory. I think that the CFP members, although half of them probably shouldn't even be in anywhere near a football conversation as far as who's good in college football. But my point is that I think what they're doing is they're taking the AP, they're looking at it. I think they're lining everybody up as to, based on resume, okay, what they think. Then I think they're asking the question that we talked about. Who do I think is the best by looking at them? And I think that's how they're ranking him. Because if you don't do it that way, there is no other way to explain it. There isn't. I don't know how you can line up resumes and have the CFP looking the way it is now. I don't. The eye test has to be the most important factor. It has to be. And and I'm going to stand by that. I'm with you, dude. I I don't disagree with what you're saying. I truly don't. I, I I know I didn't really get to touch on the Michigan, Michigan State comment here. And I know, like I said, I, I tend to go a little bit all around, you know, a little bit all around. But that that's the one that really confuses me. Because the committee comes out and says, well, Michigan looks, they're a complete team over Michigan State. Well, how the hell can you say that? Michigan don't have a ranked win. Michigan was up 30-14 against Michigan State, and then they blew it. They choked like normal. They choke, period. And, yep. and, and, and I'm not just saying that because they're Michigan. You know what? That's a lie. That, I am saying it because it's Michigan. I am <laughs> sick and tired. I am sick and tired of hearing all the alumni and all these fans, and especially Dave Portnoy, saying, oh, we're coming for you, Ohio. We're coming for you, Ohio. We're coming for you. Listen, you guys completely suck. And that's just facts. You guys are not good at all. You have good players, but your team sucks. Like, I am sick and tired of, I'm sick and tired, sorry. I'm sick and tired of the committee and other people saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Michigan this, Michigan. Dude, no. They lost to Michigan State. They need to be behind Michigan State. Michigan State's got to lose one more time for them to even jump. Michigan's got to jump Michigan State. Like, that. that's my opinion. I'm with you. I'm a firm believer. You and I have had this thing. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but if you have a team with similar resume, and and this is the issue I'm having, the same thing we're talking about with, you know, back in the back of the uh, top 20, um, you know, with Wisconsin and Purdue and Iowa back there. Dude, if you have a team with a similar resume, head-to-head has to matter. It has to be the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it could not be. Like, I, I beat you, but you're in front of me? Like, I don't get that. They didn't do it with Oregon and Ohio State. No, and they, they didn't. And like, and like I said, they, they didn't do it with Wisconsin Purdue, and they didn't do it with Iowa and Purdue. So, it, so here's my question. So say Oregon wins out. Okay, Oregon wins out all the way, and they're done. Because they've already made the statement that they feel like Oregon's a better football team, right? Right now, that's what they're saying. They're saying that the head-to-head matters. And Oregon is a better football team than us now. Okay, so our next three games, we all know, are ranked. Okay, we're going to play Purdue. We're going to play Michigan. We're going to play Michigan State. Um, You know, so at the end of that, not counting the Big Ten championship game, 
how can they justify us jumping them? And that's what I mean. Would you would they say, well, Ohio State has better quality wins? I, I I'm just spitballing here. You know, would, I mean, would they, they say they that. But, I, I, but but my argument to them would be, hold hold on a second. Like, you've already made the case that head to head doesn't matter. It only matters when you want it to matter. AKA Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. So if oh, head to head yeah. doesn't I, matter, like you know what 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 are we doing here? Why are we not in front of Oregon already? That's my question. Yeah, I, like I said, I I don't I I truly don't know, dude. I. I don't get it. I I don't get it. I I told you Mike, I told you what I was thinking. And this and I'm a firm believer in this, dude. I believe they got these group of 11 or how many ever people you know with the college playoff. I I believe they really got these 11 people that don't know crap about football and they just said, "Here, go vote." And they're going to vote chaos. They're going to vote, you know, by and look I don't mean to go off topic here, but it's like somebody picking March Madness. Oh, I like the, these colors, or I know this team used to be good, or I know this team is fairly good. I think that's what they're doing. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. I think they're doing this on purpose to expand. That's just facts. That's what I think. I really believe that. Like I think they're, I think I think they're doing it to expand the playoff. And I know a lot of people are. For the expansion, I told you, and I, I don't, I don't think you should expand it. I think four teams is enough, because once you start getting in that dangerous territory of eight and twelve, like I said, <clears throat> if it ended right now, how could anybody justify Wake Forest only dropping three spots after they lost to a North Carolina team? And I got one more for you: Baylor lost. To a four and five TCU, and they drop one spot. Now, how how do you, how can you look at some team or somebody and say, "Hey, that's justified," but then you penalize Michigan State for to losing to a six and three Purdue team that beat, including them, but beat two top three teams? How can you justify that? That don't make sense to me, man. It don't. Yeah, I'm with you. And to be honest, dude, like. So one of the things that I looked at also was Oklahoma State that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they look great this season, but I'm saying, dude, like if you look at their resume, they lost to a six and three uh, Iowa State team on the road. And then they beat Texas when they were ranked at the beginning of the season. OK, they're ranked number 24 and they beat Baylor as well. 24, 14 at home. And they're now number 13 in the country. So my point is, dude, like, you know, putting putting Oklahoma State as a one loss team behind some of these teams kind of doesn't make sense to me. So, uh, again, dude, I, I think that, like, what I'm crying out for is consistency in the CFP. Them saying, here's what matters, here's what doesn't matter, here's what weighs the most, here's what weighs the least, and this is how we made our decision. I want someone to stand here and tell me that, dude, because right now when I look at the landscape of college football, dude, it's a mess. And you and I both know, dude, if you and I sat down right now, and we sat in a room, even not even with a committee, dude. If we sat in a room with a couple of our friends and came up with the rankings, it would be totally different than this, and we could explain it. Yeah. You know, and that that's that's kind of the biggest thing for me, man. Like, you know, like just just I want consistency, dude. I, I, I want something to hang my hat on to know, like, okay, well, this is what they were thinking when they did that. Instead of saying, like, oh, okay, well, 
you know, this doesn't make sense to me, but it has to be that they just figure that this team looks better than the other one. Like that, that's not enough for me, dude. I'm sorry. Michigan looks like the complete team based on what they beat. That, no one. And that's what I'm saying, dude. Like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be this guy when I'm talking about Michigan, but I'm just speaking what they've done ever since Lloyd Carr left. And I know, I know Michigan fans, if they hear this, like, oh, here comes the typical Homer, arrogant. No, dude, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, you guys were arrogant. All you thought was is your shit never stank. Like, that's just facts. Like, you always thought that. But now the tables have turned, and and I'm, I'm going to be real with you. The reason why I cannot stand the CFP right now is, like I said, you've given <laughs> – it's it's honestly laughable to me. You've given these Michigan fans hope. About what? Dude, they can't beat nobody. They can't beat a top 10. They can't beat their rival. They can't win a bowl game. They can't win nothing. And that and it's true. Like they have not been relevant. Like they're going off 1989 wins, 1902 national t- championships. Ooh, wow. Congratulations. I'm sick and tired of this, dude. Like, this is where it gets to the point with me with Michigan. And, and I, th- I think I'm saying it because I don't know if, uh, which, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on here. It, I've had a blast. I always love talking Buckeye football. But I guess I'm talking about Michigan because I don't know if I'm going to be on the Mich- Michigan podcast. But I'm just going to come out and say it. I am sick and tired of people giving Michigan and all this, like, they're good, they're good. Man, they're, they're not good. They're not good. They may lose to Penn State this week. And I honestly hope they do. So, that's, I really, that, I, that's I, a I really, really good segue, dude. Because what I was going to ask you next is about these key games of the week here. Now I've picked three, okay? I picked three, and you guessed the first one right away. Okay, Michigan versus Penn State. That's at Penn State. Michigan is favored by one and a half points. So I'm guessing you're taking Penn State? Yes, I, I am. Taking Penn State? I am. And people can say, oh, you're being a homer. I don't care. I'm taking Penn State. I hope they win. I hope they win by 14. What about Oklahoma at Baylor? Uh, Oklahoma's favored by five and a half. You know, I'm going to give a little shout out to my uncle on this one. He's calling the upset. So I'm going to go Baylor too. You going Baylor? Yep. Okay. I am going Penn State as well with you, and I am going Oklahoma. So we'll differ on Baylor. So you, you think you think them coming off a of bye week, they'll be ready? I think Oklahoma will be ready. Um, I think here's here's my theory behind it. I think Baylor's a good football team. I think Oklahoma knows where they are right now and what they have to do, and I think that's going to factor into what happens this week. I think that they are going to come out inspired. I'm not saying that they're going to come out looking like the best football team because I don't think they are. But I'm saying that I think they're going to come out inspired, and I think it will be good enough to beat Baylor this week. That's my call. Um, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Texas A&M is favored by two and a half points. Well, I'm going to be a homer on this one. I hope Ole Miss wins. I hope they make Alabama's loss look really bad. Hold on a second. Now, are you gonna? Are you actually? Are you actually saying right now on the podcast that you are gonna root for the Fighting Lane Kiffins? Let me say, let me tell you something, dude. Get your popcorn ready. That's all I got to say. 
get the popcorn ready, right? Yeah. Are we getting yep, the popcorn like, ready to watch Lane Kiffin win a football game? Is that what you're saying? That's, that's what I'm rooting for, yes. I wouldn't bet on it, but that's what I'm rooting for. That's you what I'm bet on it, huh? No, I wouldn't bet on it, but that's what I'm rooting for. That's what I, I that's what I want to see, dude. That's what I want to see. And I'm gonna tell you what, I, I want to see Tennessee come out and beat Georgia. I know that may not happen, but that's what I'll be rooting for. I really do, man. And 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 that's another team too that is very interesting because if they don't start Joe Milton, Joe Milton, I mean, I mean the dude was from Michigan, but if he don't if you don't start him, I bet you they're not five and four. That's true, too. So, All right. So well, that, I think it's time, brother. Um, I think we have wrapped enough for this week. We should probably sign off at this point. I will um, be posting this, like I said, uh, tomorrow. And everybody out there, man, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And also, I want to give a shout out 100% to uh, veterans today. It is Veterans Day. And um, thank you to all who served. So uh, with that being said, hey, Chaz, uh, Tell them where they can find us. Well, like I said, in the spirit of uh, Davis here, I want to I wanna personally thank you, Chad, and Davis for having me on. I always have a blast. I always like, you know, getting my pent-up rage out of here <laughs> on the podcast, especially about, you know, that team up north. But That's what uh, it's for, can, man. <laughs> you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on all streaming services. You can find them on Twitter. I do know that because I follow them on Twitter myself. But I just want to say again, thank you for having me on. And I love being on. Hopefully I can keep being on. And uh, Davis, we miss you, man. Have a good one. And uh, go Bucks and OH.